0: Hey, hello again, everyone. You got Max here. And and Steve, are you still with us? Yeah. I mean, as long as you keep
1: paying me, I'm going to show up. So thanks. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Look, this is a weird time. It's nice to get a little ancillary Mm -hmm. income. So thank you.
0: I think it's truly one of the silver linings of COVID is the fact that you can hire people off of Craigslist to do Pretty much anything, uh, especially podcasts, which I think is probably the most valuable use of the site, like we talked about last time.
1: Oh, yeah. Highly valuable. This is great. I'm very just adding to the economy (laughs) here,
0: one syllable at a time. How are you? I'm I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk again uh, about our show. People ask, well, what's our show about? And I've gotten a few emails since the last time we spoke about people that were intrigued by the message of uh, trying to talk to people you might not otherwise speak to especially now that we are in a time where people are a little bit more isolated. So how to take advantage of the moment. I like that. And so, yeah. And so how, how to have communication. And like we talked about last time, a lot of the stories that we're going to start with have to do with uh, stories that were told to me from different driving experiences. And by driving, I mean cab drivers, uh, Lyft, Uber drivers. And uh, and one that, you know, I was thinking about right before the show Was this this lovely gentleman uh, that was driving me in an Uber, and he was from Nigeria, and so super cool. He had a great uh, a great outfit on, you know, expressing his Nigerian heritage. Tell me more. Awesome. Yeah. What's that about? Absolutely. So we were. uh, I was in Chicago where I was looking to. I got into this this Uber. And the cab driver, like I said, or Uber driver, was from Nigeria, wearing bright colored clothing, uh, a little bit of a, I want to, maybe it's a frock, like a a shirt thing. Uh, Super cool, looked very comfortable in the Chicago heat. And he was telling me he's lived in Chicago for the last 25 years, but not a day goes by where he doesn't think about retiring back in Nigeria. And he has five years to go. And he kept saying... Yeah, go ahead. Well, okay, five years. Sorry, no, you keep going. I have questions. Sorry to cut you off.
1: I'm excited because I want to know why only five years. What's the math behind this? But if you're getting there, ignore me and continue.
0: No, I think it's a perfectly good question because uh, he said in five years, he will actually get to retire. He'll have saved enough money after working as a cab driver for over 25 years. Um, So he'll hit 30. And uh, maybe you probably get like a bracelet or something or a watch. I don't know. could be spinny wheels in the cab industry.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know how it works. Or Uber
0: industry. Yeah. I'm not sure either, but he will have enough savings. And I asked him the same question. I said, so why do you want to go back to Nigeria? Like you're in America, land of the free, home of the brave. Capitalism, you can buy anything you want. Pizza, open, deep dish, anytime. Ooh, Chicago, yeah, living that dream. Mm. Cheesecake factory, there's, there's cheesecake factories. <laughs> there, there is, there's a lot of those. No, Brian, not a lot of those in Nigeria. It's true. <laughs> probably not. So he said, when he goes back to Nigeria, he said, I will live like a king. Yeah, and I was like, okay, like what's, what's that like? And he said, uh, he's like, look, man, <laughs> he said. <laughs> Thirty thousand dollars is all you need to buy a ten-bedroom, six-bath house in Nigeria with servants. What? That's all you need. Thirty thousand dollars. And you can get a a, a ten-bedroom, six-bath house. Sweet Jesus! Uh, Right? Okay. So, uh,
1: (laughs) and that. So wait. I guess that means his goal is to have a ten-bedroom place
0: (laughs) with (laughs) servants. Right. Right. I mean. If you think about it, it makes sense. Like you can have a bedroom to wake up in, a bedroom to have your naps, a bedroom for your parties. You know. Thank you for saying parties uh, with a hard T. I like that parties. Yeah, parties. <laughs> uh, maybe lots of reasons, but then again, you have you're not alone. You have servants that are going to maintain and keep it clean, and and you know, cater to you. It's. You ever see the movie Coming to America? You know what? Yes, and I badly need to rewatch it. I just
1: watched Beverly Hills Cop <laughs> again. And it just made me realize like 80s Eddie Murphy movies are just so good, but please. Amazing. Yes, coming to America, please. Yeah.
0: Coming to America, the guy was a king, prince, but, uh, but anyhow, yeah, lots of servants catering to his every need. And so this, this driver kept talking about how, you know, he's, he's very, very excited about living out that dream and being the king of this like fiefdom that starts with this 10 bedroom house. My and God. he was, he was adamant. He was like, hey, if you want to retire, you should retire in Nigeria. And I'm like, <laughs> I've, I've heard about, you know, lots of um, treasures that people have in Nigeria from plane crashes. And then they email you and you can be a part of it. Yeah. Um, have you responded like, to any of those before? I have. I've responded with a couple of, uh, you know, screw you, oh, okay. do things with a donkey. You know, I don't have time. for this. I feel bad for people that get scammed into that. Yes. But when I said that to the guy, um, he was like, shut up, man. That's not what I'm talking about. And I'm like, whoa, all right. That's uh, there's a point of pride there where, you know, don't want to, don't want to offend. Okay. Um, All right. But, but, I, but I did ask him too. I said, you know, what's, uh, when you're retired over there, like, is it, is it safe? And then he started going off on a rant hmm. about how uh, the U.S. And he went very politically charged, but I thought it was fascinating, um, especially with a, uh, an analogy he used at the end of this, this speech. And, and it went something like this. He says, look, man. It's like, you know, where we are in Nigeria, it's safe. He said, yeah, you have some issues. You've got, uh, you know, Boko Haram, yeah, uh, which is impacting the country. Uh, but that's because of the U.S. Because the U.S. got rid of Gaddafi in Libya. And no one trusts America because you can be its friend one day, and the next day you are kicked to the curb. And I was like, well, that, that could make things a little hard. Yep. And then this is my favorite line. God, I love this. He said, and I quote, I wrote this down because I was like, <laughs> This is a wise man who's going to buy a very large house in Nigeria. He said, the U.S. needs to realize that democracy is like chicken. Just because I love chicken doesn't mean you are going to like it, so I shouldn't force it on you. Chicken like democracy isn't for everyone, and we should have left those countries alone. <laughs> chicken. Chicken.
1: <laughs> chicken. Right. Uh, it's a
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I mean, we can go down that road, but I think there's a lot of people that don't quite understand just... How fucking much we are hated for things that I don't think Americans realize we've done in the world. I just don't think we're fully aware of how much assholic behavior we as a government <laughs> have perpetrated on others. I mean, we've, you know what I mean? Like, stuff has happened to us, but we've done our fair share of
0: shit-stirring. Anyway. There's been a lot of stirs, and uh, I just found it fascinating because all that aside... Guy's going to go live like a king. And it was just food for thought on how one immigrant's perspective, uh, where he got to make it to where he wants to make it, and then boom, you know, out the door to the next thing. But I'd love to go to Africa. Have you ever been to Africa? I've been to Morocco. Uh, I was a okay. kid.
1: I got food poisoning right away from the water, uh, which apparently <laughs> you're not supposed to drink that in certain countries if you're not from that country. I have never been... I'm I'm a white man, if you can't tell, and...
0: I didn't want to ask. You can't ask on Craigslist. Can't ask so on Craigslist. thank you for sharing Appropriate,
1: Yeah, I'm just sharing with you. Uh, I'm cisgender. You're cisgender. Okay, great. Yeah, whatever you yep. want to be. Doesn't, whatever you, you are. It doesn't matter. Um, so I'm a little afraid to go to Africa. If I'm just, as a general thing, I'm going to be honest. As a white man in America, it's easy to blend in. And kind of blend mm-hmm. in and be just another random honky in the town. <laughs> In Africa, you are not going to blend in. And I don't think I like the idea of not being able to blend in.
0: So you like to be a little incognito, but in Africa, chances are you are so white that you will be like, um, you will not be incognito. You will definitely be the only honky around, if I'm hearing you correctly.
1: Yes, there's a film called uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, And the last... There's a few. (laughs) Well, the third one i forgot the guy's name but he's basically indiana jones's assistant and they like he's like where is he he's like he can he knows the language he will blend in he's perfect and then they cut to him and he's like screaming in loud english (laughs) clueless doesn't know anything everyone's looking at him like he's an idiot like that would be me in africa for sure
0: that would be amazing Uh, i mean uh you're right sorry to cut you off you want to go you want to go to africa I, I, I'd, I'd like to, I think, you know, the safety thing, I'd be concerned of just, you know, the 1% chance I get kidnapped and held for ransom or, you know, and then of course at that point I would try to go full Navy seal on whatever's happening, which would be a mad, bad move. Cause I don't know have any of the Navy skill talents <laughs> in my head, I think I do, but it's not the reality. It's just gonna be a bad situation, but I think it'd be great to go see like the elephants and the giraffes and, you know. The whole safari like experience.
1: Yeah. I mean I gotta be honest, I feel very ignorant when it comes to Africa. I kind of just I just amalgamate the entire fucking continent as one giant thing. And I know it's not that at all. It's like saying terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible and it's it's my own American ignorance. Uh and not all of Africa is all the same. And I'm sure there's a few countries that are incredibly stable and normal, yet I've been fed some this is a dangerous place, bullshit. Uh, uh, which is frustrating, I have to say.
0: Uh, yeah. So, uh, go ahead. I talked to another cab driver from Zambia. Yeah. Zambia? Zambia. And he was like, it's like the uh, up-and-coming, perfectly beautiful ecosystem, like lots of adventure stuff and beautiful town and coffee shops and um. And I, I, he said the same thing. It's like, most Americans think that Africa is one place and not like all these different countries that are gigantic, by the way. Massive. Uh, <laughs> and, yes. Uh, and totally different depending on where you are. So, uh, so I think it'll be fun to visit. I, mean, I guess one of the downsides. So I like the idea of the safari experience, but more of a Disney no. Type version of that, like sure. one where there's no like there's no bugs on the safari. <laughs> there's no like <laughs> uh-huh. the the animals will like you know come up and they'll smile at you. Mm-hmm. You know they won't try to like bite your arm off. No, no, like, getting no. too close. Yeah, they'll serve you yeah. biscuits. They'll yeah. Right. They might they might sing and then, like come into it like there'll maybe a song medley. Who knows? And then you, right, I've and seen then, the of line. Course, game. You hear from yeah. 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 You hear from a you hear from a distance every morning when you wake up and the sun shines and you hear the hey mm-hmm. ah, I mean, and that's what I imagine yeah. waking up in Africa is like in that one country that is Africa. The one place. That one place.
1: God, we so, are we are some ignorant ding-dongs. We, um, we, I've decided I wanted to learn all the countries uh, ooh. in the world. Yeah, and be able to Point them out on a map. I saw this, like, Jimmy Kimmel video on YouTube where people couldn't even pick, like, Mexico. I was like, well, in case I ever get spotted on the street by a fucking talk show host, I should know all the countries. But there is something about this. Like, I want to know more. I just realized how ignorant I am. Not just about this, but about so many things. But, man, yeah. yeah. A lot of, lot of dark holes I, in that brain.
0: Yeah, well, I'll tell you. If you are walking down the streets in your state... Uh, and one of the Jimmy Kimmel people are trying to find people to like be on the show to ask questions about city or country capitals. I don't think they'll pick you because you blend right in. Like you said, That's you are just, bl- <laughs> just. Yep. They wouldn't even see me. I'm
1: nah. Transparent. Basically transparent.
0: Right. Yeah. Thank you. And if it, if it was. No, I just want to say, but if it was like the Mumboto show in Africa, like you would get picked. But right away. You would 100%. They'd see you. Oh, they yeah.
1: they they'd point to Zambia and say, "What's this?" And I would say, "Namibia, probably."
0: <laughs> yeah, so and that's actually very, very offensive to the people of Zambia and, and
1: Namibia. But uh, sadly, that's true
0: too, it's mutual.
1: Yeah, they're all unhappy uh, about that choice of my part.
0: Oh wait, so okay, so he's well, how many years ago was this Uber trip? This one was about two years ago. I mean, so he was really he, counting down. He probably has three years left based on my mathematical talent. Yep. Um, to get to that, that number, that number 30, 30 years, and then boom, he, he's over there.
1: Did he have a family with him? Was the family in Nigeria? What's his, Is he like just out here making the money and then is going to get the hell out
0: of Dodge? He did not indicate, but it almost sounded like he had two families. Oh, like a yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was the part of the unsaid conversation because he said oh. he had kids here in america but then he also talked about how you know in nigeria you can have more than one wife and so okay i didn't want to you know i should have pressed i should have pressed on that one but i just uh i just let it ride like huh. he, you know he talked about being a king once he goes back and live like a king so i imagine he's you know I've heard people might have like their, the wife that they were with for the last 30 years and they decide they want to have more kids. So they pick like the one that's, you know, 22 again and uh, they all work together. Oh, man. So, okay. Yeah.
1: What am I going to, yeah, uh, cool. I, what am I going to say to that? I guess if that's what they want to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and of course, it's not everybody, but it sounded the way this guy was talking. And frankly, how exhausting would that be to yes. have like more than one wife? Like,
1: it's a great point. One to me already sounds like too many. And you're going <laughs> to go to two? You're going to double it? Yeah. Why? why? Yeah, I thought about like There's like these, you know, the cult leaders that have all these wives. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, what is the why? What is the deal? Yeah. Really? This is fun to you? What, what? Why? Just, I don't know, just like watch Deadwood or something. That seems like more fun to me.
0: <laughs> Uh, right. I mean, I, what in the in the US, the Mormon Church banned uh that not not that long ago, I want to say. I feel like it was I don't know. Our, do our, know.
1: Well, our listeners will Google this and then chastise the two of us for not knowing the answer, but yeah. I do I am 99% sure that the that that religion started out as, as a polygamist religion, and I know that there were a few sects as of recently and maybe they still exist. That's still practice
0: uh, polygamy. Yeah. You know, now that I think about it, I'm just trying to remember back to how I know these things. I think it was 1890. Nice. I think it was 1890 (laughs) where where they banned it, uh, but apparently they never renounced the polygamy as a doctrine, but they did renounce the practice of it.
1: Okay. Well, geologically speaking, that is recently. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's barely a blink. Yeah, yeah. The Earth is billions yeah. of years old. 130 right. years is, is nothing. It's a toot.
0: It's a toot and time. No, that's true. I think somebody, like the oldest person on Earth right now is like 115 years old. So, yeah, in their, in their time, uh, this got banned. I've been, <laughs> that's right. They remember. I've been thinking about that. So people that are born
1: now will be yeah. alive for 120 years from now for sure. Somebody will live to be 120. Don't you think?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's... it's uh, crazy. Hey, I think you get to a point, too, where do you really want to live that long? Like, it's a long time. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially quality of life. Can you run? Do you care? I mean... Yeah. Can you do push-ups when you're 110? I mean, is that... Yeah. Like, what...
1: What, what what do you do yeah i think well then, then the whole thing like what happens when you die if people care about that then if you don't believe in that or at some point you may just be like i am ready to go get me out of right. here no matter what i don't care what happens next just count me out right try to wipe in my ass
0: yeah yeah you know that reminds me of something shifting gears a little bit shifting wiping of the ass i have a question for you related to the the wipes um and I'd love to know how you'd react in this type of situation. Okay. So pre-COVID, I was, at a, uh, I was at somebody's house for a party, and it was a family-friendly daytime party. It was for somebody that uh, never had children, and so she got a new puppy, and they threw her a, um, a, a puppy shower. And I guess that's what it's called. God. This is a true story. This is this is real. Oh, my God. And so because this person is in her 40s and never had a, you know, baby and always went to the baby showers, but she got a new dog. And and so, yes, they threw her a puppy shower and a uh, family friendly, like three in the afternoon. There's about 25 people there and uh, everybody could bring their dog to, you know, meet the puppy. And they had like puppy gifts. Truce, this is all real. And they had, like, you know, puppy-themed cakes and all that stuff. And there were a couple kids there, too, because family-friendly. Sure. And uh, there were two bathrooms that you could use in this house. And I'm drinking a lot of, like, puppy lemonade or whatever they had in the thing. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, I, had, I had to pee. And so I wanted to go to the uh, the bathroom that was, like, not, like, the first bathroom you see because there were two and I want to go to the other one. Just do a little privacy. Yeah. Gassy. You know, you don't have to worry about that stuff. Oh yeah. So I'm walking towards the bathroom and this little kid, uh, probably let's call him six years old, five or six, like sprints in front of me to get to the bathroom. And I'm like, damn it. I got to pee, but all right. And so he goes in the bathroom and he does not close the door. And I'm like, Oh Lord. Now I'm like oh, relatively God. close to a child who is about to urinate. And, uh, he drops his pants, holds his shirt up, and he's, like, doing, you know, peeing into the toilet, and then he starts peeing, like, around the toilet. Oh, my God. And I'm, like, I'm, like, looking away, but kind of looking back. I'm, like, oh, my God, this kid's peeing all over the toilet and onto the floor. And, like, I I don't want to say anything. I don't want to be, like, involved in this. Um, but then he, he's done, doesn't flush the toilet, and he, like, runs out. And I really have to pee. So I'm, like, I guess i'm gonna go in there to pee but then i started panicking yeah because if i walk out of there you know yep they're gonna blame me as the one that peed everywhere yeah and so now i was faced with this difficult situation do i clean this pee up or do i pee as quickly as possible and get the hell out of there before somebody else like sees me and then tries to like pin it on me
1: oh my god this is a curb episode I, but it's, well, I mean, what, what would you do? How bad did you have to uh, pee? Bad. Bad. Well, then you got to pee. I mean, the first thought I thought was, could you, this is a bad idea. I was like, what if you just peed in the sink? But then, <laughs> so then like, there's no way you could prove that that's your urine. It's like, no one's going to do a urine test on the urine. <laughs> I,
0: you know what? I, did you know who, wait, okay. Did you know whose kid it was? No. No, I just knew it was a kid in the house, uh, 25 people or so, and yeah. And I was, of course, worried the kid would be like, he looked at me peeing. I'm like, huh? Oh,
1: God. I think I would have not cleaned. I think it depends on the mood. There's a time in my, if I was in the right headspace, I would have cleaned everything. Just right now, I'm thinking, no, I would go pee, and I would, like, take a, cu- I mean, you pulled, did, wait,
0: was the seat up or down? The seat was up, okay. to his credit yeah
1: okay i mean i'd flush first then pee and then do a really i would use probably a third of the roll of toilet paper just (laughs) to insulate myself from the foreign urine wipe just the porcelain and then get out of there but also Mm. i could see you doing me also doing nothing what did you (laughs) what did you do
0: so i had to really pee as we discussed so i I just decided, well, first I ran in because I didn't know. Well, I kind of knew, but I didn't know how bad it was until I physically walked in and locked the door, and I just thought, oh, my God. And so I was debating in my head, do I need to clean all this up? And then I got really mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to clean this up. This is not my problem. And so I'm peeing as fast as I can. Like when you try to push to pee to get the pee out faster, it's not a comfortable feeling, doesn't feel good. But I mean, got to get the pee out, and I want to get out of there. And I started to anticipate a line, you know, out the door. Oh God! And like, what do I say to that next person going in? And I started, you know, sweating, thinking about it, and how I'm going to blame the kid. No one's going to believe me. Oh, man, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, there was no line. I'm going to assume. Thank God. There, there what? Thank God. So I pee, flush, I run out the door, and thankfully, like nobody is outside. But I got to tell you, man, that was like a hyper stressful situation trying to figure that out. And, and this, this type of thing happens all the time. Yes. Like, it, I think like airplanes, especially. Oh, or man.
1: Airplanes. Yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. To rewind. You didn't clean anything. You just peed and got the hell out of there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. And I did. I went back to the puppy party.
1: Yeah, return. No, go back. Have some more puppy lemonade. Like yeah. nothing ever happened. That's uh, yeah. not that's your good. fault. Not your fault. Right. The bathroom thing is weird in the airplane. I totally, that's maybe the worst. Because I, yeah. I try to not touch anything with my hands directly. It's impossible on an airplane. There's something where, in ver- like, you can kind of use, the only option is to use your shirt as a thing between your hands and touch oh, the shit. Oh, God. But even the trash cans are like this weird slap flap that no matter what you do, when you push it, it, like, falls in and slaps back in and touches.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyway, we both know. It's so gross. Fuck that. I think similarly, Steve, if you are, let's say a really, a nice lady is in the bathroom. She comes out. Now it's your turn to go in. and There's always a line, right? Then you go in and you're like, oh my God, this nice lady took the biggest shit in here. And now it smells terrible. Like she smiled walking out knowing I'm walking into her shit smell. And so I'm like, motherfucker. So now I'm, again, peeing as quickly as possible because I would never take a shit on an airplane. Nope. Unless it was an emergency and I had a stomach flu and like... There was nothing else I could do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <and> so, Agreed. <laughs> you're peeing, and then you're like, "I'm gonna walk out of here now." There's a line. They think I took the shit. And do you, I, I almost proactively want to say, "Hey, you're about to walk in here. It wasn't me." Yeah, shagging. Yeah. I, <laughs> and so, I, from an etiquette standpoint, like, is that is that the move? Yes. Do you do you let the person know, or is it not anybody's problem, and you just? you know, you mind your own business.
1: Yeah. I mean, since you have to pee, it's a quick trip and you're a guy. So the good Mm -hmm. news is no one's going to probably think you took a shit, at least not the person right before you, right after you. I mean, but if it's really terrible, I think you got to warn them and you got to say it wasn't me. And I think they will believe you because they, they're paying attention to how long things take and they probably Uh could see, oh, you were fast. There's no way Uh you took a lightning shit. (laughs) So I think you're going to have, you also had to take a shit.
0: Yeah. It's right. That's then it's on you. I don't think there's any. Yeah. But I'd feel comfortable with that. Like if I took the shit, that's my smelly shit. Then yes, I would want, I'd feel comfortable. Like I I would own that. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to own somebody else's smelly shit. That just doesn't seem right. Well, I'm just saying if the person before you duties
1: and then you duty, but yours doesn't smell and theirs does, you're still being blamed for theirs. (sighs)
0: I never thought about the double duty.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> when it goes double duty, <laughs> then you then you get the cooties. Or what, there's a phrase out there. I'm sure
0: there is. I've heard that. It has a child double duty. You get cootie. You get the cootie. Yeah, yeah. Kid cootie. Got it. Kid cootie. Uh, uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I've never. Have you wait? Have you ever taken a, a duty on the plane? I've never done it.
0: Uh, maybe once due to. Like, yeah. truly horrific circumstances. Um, but it's, you know, I, I feel bad for our, uh, our people that identify as females who have to <laughs> – <do> yes, <laughs> it's terrible. You, like, your, your squat game might be amazing, but, like, it's tough. Humans with vaginas,
1: I do not envy. I, I, no. If you are a person with a penis – it mm-hmm. is so much easier. Holy crap. So, so much. true. Yes. I mean, you never want to do it, but if you ever have to pee in a sink, as a man, you have the option. As long as there's a, right. you're tall or there's a step stool or you have a hose for a penis.
0: <laughs> so I have a question for you. I, yeah? This is the second time you've mentioned peeing in a sink. I've done it all the time. Have you? Several times. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Countless. Sink pain.: Oh, yeah. Is it for, for sanitary reasons so that it's cleaner to do that than go to the toilet?
1: Yeah. One time, I think, well, several times, the toilet wasn't working. Yeah. So then all you do is you run the water in the sink and you pee.
0: Um, and then I think that's a fair situation. Yeah. It makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another time, if you're in a house with only one bathroom and there's a person in the bathroom and you have to pee, what, mm-hmm. what do you do?
0: Yeah, I mean, you either, you either wait or you uh, find the next nearest water type of thing. Yeah, I guess okay. you do in the sink. You go in the sink. Because you can't... If, yeah, go ahead. Well, if it's one of the sinks that has the divider in the middle, you got like the left side and the right side, and the right side is the garbage disposal, which one do you go for? Yeah,
1: it's a really good question. I've thought about this a lot because I've done this a lot. Um, I go disposal and... Okay. The reason I do that is I tell myself that the disp- I can run the disposal and that somehow cleans the blades from the urine, which is obviously not true. But it is – I understand my logic is flawed and I'm mm-hmm. fully aware. And also I just don't care. If you got to go – so because the other options are you hold it, but if you cannot hold it and you do not want to pee in your pants, then you either have to pee into a bottle, which is hard. Mm. That's hard. Yeah. Or outside or out of a window. And often those are not options you have <laughs> at your disposal, which means you go to the kitchen disposal. That's what happens.
0: Right. I, I get that. I mean, when you are stuck with limited opportunities, you just got to do what you got to do. Yep. Makes sense. Yep. Uh, so you've, and, n- you've never done this. I have not. I mean, I can't remember being a sink pier. Hmm. I do like your rationale. Like some people say that throwing eggshells in the garbage disposal makes the blades sharper, and then you, know, you pee in the garbage disposal, and then the blades get cleaner <laughs> from the spin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe I, you know. Yeah, maybe
1: maybe urine is the equivalent of eggshells, and I'm just going to assume that eggshell thing is true, and then pee and eggshells are mm. They're both similar, aren't they? I don't know. Sure. Great. Come, no. You know something. what? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> life, life is too short. I don't care.
0: So I think everybody listening should try at least one time to pee in the sink. So, yeah, that could be the homework for our listeners. Why don't you just try to pee in the sink. Give it a shot. See what it feels like. Give it a
1: shot. Get, you know, try. See what happens. No, it could fail. Yep. And just be ready to clean it up.
0: Yeah. That's. I, mean, I think that's great advice.
1: Yeah, that's is. Yeah,
0: that's all I got. So, all right, so Steve, I think uh, I think to to wrap it all up in a nutshell.
1: I and think a, we learned not today. Not an eggshell.
0: A nutshell. I mean, well, you're peeing in this. Yeah. Okay, uh, to wrap it all up in a nutshell or eggshell, um, I think today we learned when you're talking to people, you learn interesting things like. You can move to Nigeria and retire, live like a king with a ten-bedroom, six-bath house, and potentially another spouse or multiples. Uh, we learned about uh, along those lines that the LDS Church renounced the practice of polygamy in 1890. Thank you to our listeners for thank you letting us know about that. Yep, and then finally, the homework assignment for people is uh, pee in the sink, pee in your sink, and liberate yourself.
1: Max, I'm not going to say anything about what I think your job is, but the fact that you successfully and organically recap
0: <laughs> in
1: a talk like this with bullet points that are highlighted, I'm impressed. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you've put together a presentation or two in your life, and I, I salute you. I I well, salute
0: that. Thank you. I I salute you, too. Well, thank you. Thank you, you for no- noticing that and, and listening to that part. Yeah. Um Anytime. And uh, and and I'm excited to continue this. Uh, I know I can afford at least one more, uh, one more experience, Steve. So great. Uh, I will I will Venmo or Zelle or whatever people do. PayPal you. I'll PayPal you.
1: Yeah, great. Mix and, it
0: up. Uh, yeah, because you know I think last time we did Venmo, so we got we got to shake things up a little bit. I appreciate. And that. I look forward to hearing about everybody's experience. Uh, let us know, and we will uh, potentially include some of that in our next episode of. The Max and Steve Show. Until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye.